Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to a Sunday night edition of the Managing Legit Podcast. I'm your host, Keon Savani. I'm joined by my main man, Lucas Navarrete, here by my side at the Civitas Metropolitano after Real Madrid suffered a brutal 3-1 loss to Atletico Madrid. We just finished the press conference. Carlo Ancelotti's anyway. Diego Simeone is speaking now. We want no part of it. We just want to record a po- post-game podcast. Um, and I was talking to you, Lucas, like during the game, I was like, maybe we can do this in 20 minutes before they kick us out. But I don't know how to actually get all of our talking points in within 20 <laughs> minutes. So anyways, how you doing? Welcome. I'm doing fine. It was a, a good experience at the at the Metropolitano. My first time here. Great atmosphere. Obviously, game not uh, the best of outcomes by any means. But yeah, I'm doing fine. Keen. I'm so happy to to see you after all this time. You didn't uh, want some lukewarm no, watered-down no, no, coffee? No, 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 not for me. Okay. Not at this hour, anyway. Uh, yeah, this is a bad idea, actually. But, uh, okay, so why don't we start from the top? You and I both saw the starting lineup. We had some complaints about it before the game. I I have a rule where I, – I didn't always have this rule, but I have a rule in the past year or so where even if I don't like the lineup, I reserve judgment. I don't comment <laughs> on it because – I may be wrong, you know, maybe this will work today. Maybe there's a different tactical ingenuity behind this lineup that I'm not too high on. Um, I've been kind of out on Cruz and Modric together for a while. I do feel like with today, there was a difference in that this season, if Cruz and Modric are together, Bellingham's on the field with them as well. So that provides a different dynamic, at least. Ancelotti said after the game that, the reason why he didn't start Hozelu was because he wanted an extra midfield for control. He also said after the game, the reason for Chuameni not starting was for rest, which I have to criticize. Salt on that. I have to criticize that one because why rest in a derby? And why have that different rules for different players who have also played every second of, of this season? And too many hasn't been one of those players, by the way. So that's, but let's just start with the starting lineup anyway, is my point. What did you see 
was the issue. Ooh. If I have to say one thing, the one thing that shocks me the most is that I don't, I didn't see a role, a clear and obvious role for Modric there on the field as an attacking midfielder. Yeah, he obviously played in that position uh, earlier in in his career, but uh, I honestly don't know that uh, what he was doing on the field. I that was my main issue. I think obviously Bellingham and Rodrigo. Having them both leading the offense was going to take you so far. Like you definitely missed some attacking presence. We were discussing it during the first half that you know Real Madrid, like Atletico center backs, were way too comfortable. They mm-hmm. had no one to mark. Basically, Modric was just like standing there because he had to. But yeah, that's that was my main issue. Actually, obviously, the, the lack of Tuamani in the lineup bothers me as well. Ancelotti's excuse because i'll say it's, it's an excuse bothers me even more but yeah that's those are the two things probably that i that first come to mind when when discussing this starting lineup tonight yeah so there's always this battle of like okay well is it the lineup or is it the tactical setup or is it the decision of individual players and i think today it was all connected right because we can say, well, like, oh, well, if Real Madrid didn't make those defensive mistakes that they did, maybe they wouldn't have dug the hole that they're in. But you look back on how those defensive mistakes came. Like, the same problem from the Union Berlin, or not Union Berlin, was it South, Royal Sociedad? Royal Sociedad, I think, it was yes. the Kubo. The same problem of the right. left side with Fran Garcia and Cruz, who is not tracking at all. Camavinga plays DM to start the game anyway. And um, he's... I think had a good game overall. I don't think he was perfect. I think there were a couple moments he was a little bit careless on the ball, but largely speaking, his tackling was good and he tried to distribute on both goals. There was some confusion between him and Alaba, although I think Alaba was mostly culpable, especially in the second Morata header, but they're all connected. Um, and I think you probably need more than just Kamavinga being the only midfield who's tracking into the box. He needs, he needs more. Um, so what my point is the lineup and the mistakes are connected. It's not just one or the other that, and like, look, I, you could argue like, oh no, there was some good sequences here and there, but at that point, just like too late, like you're, you've already dug the hole with your defensive mistakes. You're playing against a team that is arguably, arguably tactically, possibly historically speaking, no other team is worse to go down two goals than against Atletico Madrid at home. Because they just know how to milk the shit out of it and defend like crazy and get under your skin. So the the hole was dug way before. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And Ancelotti is not doing the players any favors with with his decisions and his lineups. Like we can easily say that, for example, Frank Garcia wasn't especially great defensively in the first half. But obviously he's by himself because, as you mentioned, Cross doesn't track back like at all. Cross was frustrating to watch to me in the. Especially in the first half, I think Cross was a bit frustrating. Uh, obviously, he scored in Real Madrid's only goal, so he deserves some credit in that regard. But the, from a defensive standpoint, as a, as a center midfielder, which is the role he should play in this team, I feel like not the not the defensive midfield midfielder role he kind of took on later in the second half. I thought that Cross was a a big hole in the team's uh, defensive uh, scheme, like Fran Garcia will receive pretty much no help on that left side. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think that it's all connected. I think that the players' mistakes are probably 
coming because you know Ancelotti is not doing them any, any kind of favor. And at the same time, maybe some some players here and there are not actually establishing themselves in the eleven the way Ancelotti expected. So that kind of you know forces Ancelotti to maybe make some decisions here and there, and obviously start and deploy the 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 the, the, the reputed Cross and Modric in the lineup when when he really shouldn't do that. I think. Well, uh, it was interesting because Mario Cortajana asked Ancelotti a very long-winded question in the press conference, <laughs> and he was basically saying, like, you know, all these these talks about starting the game better and knowing how to start and in what things you've tried to implement and all this stuff. And Ancelotti gave, like, a two-word response. Yeah. It was, like, my fault. Basically. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and I just think the, the way that team was set up to kind of further hammer the point that like these defensive mistakes really cost us, especially early on. You look at the first two goals that Atletico scored in the first half. They're both similar in the sense that we allowed too much space for the cross to come in. And we also were not marking the actual people who were heading the ball, Morata and then Griezmann. Lino had a lot of space to get the cross in for the first, first goal. Uh, I think it was Fede Valverde marking him in that sequence. The second one, Lino cuts in easily and then plays the ball out wide to I forget who. And that cross comes into Griezmann. And again, confusion marking. Um, I got to say, just to skip ahead, on the Morata second goal, that it's like, I by the time the halftime like, rolled around, I was feeling okay. I think, yeah. I don't know, you were too. Yeah, no, like, okay, too yeah. It was a strong finish to the first half. Yeah. And they was, were down to the atmosphere. Yeah. And uh yeah, there was like a little bit of a momentum shift too. Yeah. Atletico started giving the ball away. We started to increase the pressure after Cruz's goal. And then just the, a blow, the goal right after halftime just killed us. And I have to say, like, I Alaba yelling at Kamavinga in that situation, I think was harsh and maybe a wrong placement of the blame in his head. I'm not saying Kamavinga couldn't have sprinted and helped out better, but Alaba just peels off of Morata when he didn't need to because Rudiger was there at the near post. Um, so that was another mistake that killed us. Uh, and any little moments like that, Ancelotti doesn't have control over. Like You just need to make better decisions when you're defending. Um, Substitutions were all over the place too. Don't you feel yeah. like? I mean... He had to have in the back of his mind at least the 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 plan or the option of playing with a double pivot. Yet, you know, he took Camavinga out and not Valverde. And eight minutes later, he deploys that double pivot with Valverde and Chuameni, which <clears throat> with its cost, I don't think a double pivot with Valverde and Chuameni is as effective or as uh, appealing. As a double pivot of uh, Camavinga and Chuameni, I think they come. Chuameni and Camavinga complement each other way better than than Valverde and Chuameni. I feel like, especially when you're down to goals, right? So um, I think the substitutions were a bit uh, over the place. We discussed this. I don't know why. Maybe some physical stuff happened to Lucas Vazquez, but not so for for Lucas Vazquez. I don't get either. It, it, I mean, it, down. it's fine, but it also doesn't move the needle. That's the thing. Not at all. So right? it's it just a, fr- a pair of fresh legs, really, is what it was. Yeah, yeah, and and also Mendy with with Fran Garcia two goals down again. Mendy was atrocious, I thought. With the at least with the ball, is through that. No, I, I thought he was poor. Was decent. I thought he was poor. Like that's yeah. the thing. That's another one. Like both those subs. Like so, when you're down two goals, the three players who came in were too many, Mendy and Nacho. 
at the same time, yeah. At the same time. So those are not three subs that you would think like, oh, no. shit, Remontado incoming. The one which moved the needle was Brahim. Brahim made a difference. And, Bra- and, and he came too late. Well, I think maybe not too late. I don't think he would have made a difference with 10 extra minutes. I'm not saying that. Maybe, maybe he, he may have. have. He may have. He may have. But at least he was, I think he was the most positive substitution tonight. I agree. Uh, I think, you know, again, the Mendy and Fran Garcia sub to me was probably just more of a fresh leg more than this moves the yeah, needle. Yeah. But the problem was, I mean, to be fair to Mendy, this was his first game back. He hasn't played all season. So listen, that's I, fair. And, and coming into the Metropolitano when you're down and needing to make a difference, that's not an easy place to make your re-debut. That's I mean, fair. or return or whatever. So I, I give at least the benefit of that to many in that situation. Having said that, regardless of that fact or not, he was poor. Very poor. Yeah. Um, it, it, it just felt like his touches were clumsy. Wow. He he got into good positions offensively, but then just made a terrible, like these. The, there was one where he had a uh, diagonal cross and he kind of just, it was like not a cross or a shot. He just kicked it. The whole Metropolitano laughed at him, yeah. Uh, there was another sequence where you and I were like, what was that? Where he just did not react to a loose ball between oh, yeah. him and Griezmann. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very um, high one. So there was a couple moments. Anyway, not to, to pin no, it on him. Not this, is not, this is it's not, not Mendy's fault. But uh, And Ancelotti said after the game, like, I'm not going to name anyone no. particularly. Like, no. it was a collective failure. And we named Bellingham, though. Yes. I think he was, like, we discussed this. I think he was, like, far and above the the best player on the field, at least for Madrid, definitely. Well, Morata scored twice, so we can definitely say that Morata deserves the MVP. But uh, at least for Real Madrid, you can you, you said it. I'm just paraphrasing. Like you can definitely feel he's on a different level than the rest of of his teammates, and I feel his frustration. I think he, I haven't taken a look at, at the replay or anything like that, but I feel like that late tackle could have earned in a red card. I'm not sure how dirty, how rough it was. It was just well. I I didn't see a replay, and we can't. Me neither. We can't really tell from our position. We can definitely say it was close. Sure. So and that's because he was frustrated. He like felt very much like uh, Sergio Ramos exactly in the Clasico. Yeah, the the whole Atletico fans were with the Oles and all and all that, trying to like humiliate the players and that. So yeah, yeah, I think Bellingham was definitely frustrated. Here's why I don't blame him for that. Oh no, I don't. I'm no, I, I know, I know, okay, but I'm just like thinking, like, like, okay, like. My, people might say, I don't think anyone's saying this anyway, but people might say he lost his head. No, nah, no. Nah. That guy, like, really cared tonight. Like, he, to have that level of frustration at a loss is ultimately a, a good sign for me because he really was annoyed that we didn't win. He really was trying his best. And you could sense his frustration. And, like, when I mentioned that to you, like, when he's on another level... It was the exact moment I remember where he gets the ball in the box. He's in a tight space. And you're like, what is he supposed to do here? And he just does one shoulder drop left and cuts right to the baseline and gets separation from his man in the box. And there's just, this was in terms of degree of difficulty games for one individual player. And not to make this too much of an individual segment in a loss, but he's just getting hunted by Atletico with three, mm. four players every time he gets the ball. He had a very difficult task tonight. Rodrigo did not contribute much. Wow. Not not at all, even, I would say. I mean, he got into some shooting positions. Um, one dribble sequence in the first half was decent. Yeah, that was good. Uh, he just ran out of real estate. The one uh, 
the one big chance was the one where Hozulu kind of right. He gets the ball in the box and it falls to Rodrigo and the shot gets blocked. I mean, he shot it, got blocked. Whatever, yeah, fine. Like, you know, it's not his fault. But you know, Brahim made a better impact and you know maybe. He's and that's the thing. So I, I don't know. Like I'm hoping Rodrigo will still come good, and and this was not an easy game. But but regardless, Bellingham I felt for large stretches in this game was by himself offensively. Absolutely, yeah, he was. And just to go back to what you said earlier in the podcast about Modric's role, and this also is connected to Bellingham being alone. I don't think Modric's role was very clear, in the sense that he's not doing much defensively in this game, and offensively. He was just kind of roaming without the ball around our box like, as if he's a false nine. And it wasn't like it felt he was a little bit disconnected from the play while not contributing defensively. And I think that was, I mean, in hindsight, you know, shifting to a 4-3-3 from the beginning probably would have made more sense because in the second half, Rodrigo actually had a couple decent sequences from the left wing where he's, uh, you know, cutting in it and just kind of making some plays, um, linking up with Bellingham cutting inside but you know I this was you just got it wrong I think from start to finish yeah yeah absolutely absolutely until he went out of his way just to to start crossing Modric I feel like I think like he tried to make up the lineup just to fit both of them I think that's my without obviously taking out some of the players like Valverde or Camavinga who kind of had earned their spot and it would have been like a bigger controversy to leave them on the field I think he took like the easy route to leave uh, to many out, and that's why quick brand here. That's why I actually predicted to many to start this game on the bench because I kind of felt what Ancelotti was going to do in this regard. Uh, it's that's interesting because you got a lot of shit for that, and I was going to give you shit for it, <laughs> but then the starting lineup was announced, and uh, I know the way Ancelotti's minds uh, minds work. Uh, I will say I was surprised. Um, you weren't, but I, I was. Um, we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm just kind of just scrolling over my notes. Um, I don't know if there's a whole lot we didn't touch on. Not really. I don't think. But I think we got like at least the general points across. Uh, but I will I will just go over some some quickly. Um, in no particular order. I think, like, Jose Lu, and I know he, in some ways, he has, I don't know if I'm verbalizing this properly, so excuse me, but in some ways, I think he has earned to be above the criticism. I know that sounds ridiculous, but the reason I say that is because 
it's as you and I have said, it's not his fault that Real Madrid are in a position where they need a, a player like Jose Lu to step up for us and to score thirty goals. Yeah, yeah. Um, in games like this, and there were a couple sequences in games past too, not many, but in today I noticed it more. Outside the box, he can't do anything, and there was no he, he can't link up with anyone. Um, the moment where he has to be outside the box or the cross is not coming in when he's in the box. There's not a whole lot he can do. There was also a few 50-50 loose balls that he's just a step slow because he, he's older. He doesn't have that explosive pace to, you know, pounce on a loose ball or 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 get on the end of a through ball. There was one Bellingham pass in transition. Pozilu can't catch that ball. Like, he can't get to it. He's not he's not fast enough. He's not young enough. He also made some good plays, though. Of course he as, did. As a target man, you know, releasing yeah. the ball, like catching the ball in the air and releasing it to, to the outlets there. So, I, again, I, I refuse to... I know you're not criticizing, per se. You're just pointing out some of his weaknesses. But, of course, this is the player he is. We, we it is what it is. is. No, it is what it is. And that's, what, and that's why I'm just kind of careful to, like, I don't want to make it sound like I'm singling him I, out. I know that. I'm just pointing out his limitations and also his strengths. His strength is also, when he's in the box... He has the gravity of pulling defenders towards him because you can't ignore him. Like he's an aerial threat like Absolutely. no other. Yeah. Uh, but it's just there were just a few sequences where he can't latch onto a through ball and he can't do anything um outside the box either. Um I thought uh that yeah, just uh there were a couple of crew sequences in this game defensively that yeah. were, were shocking that he just very shocking, yeah. Not but this is this is the cruise. This is cruise. The I cruise mean, experience, yeah. yeah. Uh, just that he just doesn't track. And uh, once he realizes, like, the ball's past him, he just kind of jogs and just hopes that the ball will come to him in transition. Um, and that's why I think Kamavinga needed more help. And oh, yeah. that's why I think this is the biggest case for Chiumeni. Of course, Cruz on the ball, no question. Yeah, yeah. Scored a great goal, too. Um, do we have any other thoughts on Rodrigo? I mean, that's the thing with him. Like, his line breaking is amazing. His dribbling is amazing. I'm hoping that if he can just catch one goal, catch some confidence. There was one moment in transition where he does really well to carry the ball. It was an Atletico giveaway in the first half. And then Modric and Bellingham are sprinting into the box mm-hmm. to give him some support. And instead of just waiting for them or try to get it to he them, shoots. he just shoots from an impossible position. Impossible, like, yeah. He has to make better decisions at the end in those situations. Yeah, I'm not in... I wouldn't say optimistic. I'm not just very encouraged... By what I've seen from Rodrigo so far this season, this was expected to be a, a, a breakout season, if you will. The first one when where he would actually be a starter, an undisputed starter, even more so after Mbappe didn't sign for the club, obviously. And I've not seen much from him after how many games already? Seven? I think he's scored one, one goal one in goal. seven games. One goal and... Uh, an undisputed before this, I didn't check the numbers, but before this game, he had... Uh, Thinks almost thirty shots. So I, I wrote about this a couple of days ago. Between him and Kozilu, they've scored three goals before this game. Three goals on forty-two shots. Um, so it's just—I uh, mean, not all those shots are clear chances, obviously, but like they're just not—they're uh, not scoring much right now. They're underperforming the XG. Let's hope that that gets better. I'm staying hopeful, but I'm not very encouraged by what I've seen from from him so far this season. Definitely, yeah. Um, I love him, but this was a really bad Fred yeah. Garcia performance. Yeah. Uh, he was just getting cooked defensively. And also on the ball, he was just getting bullied out muscle. Like he was, 
good thing for him, but for Madrid, obviously, is that Mendy wasn't any better anyway. So yeah, that definitely speaks volumes about Madrid's left back situation. Death and and yeah, and the whole left back situation. And we were all hopeful that Fran Garcia would solve that. It's still early. He might still contribute and become a, a high quality player even this season. But right now, troubles is still is still there. I think. I'm not entirely comfortable with the left-back situation still. No, and it gets compounded when you don't have a left-center midfielder who defends. <laughs> and, I mean, we saw, like, in I think it was like eight minutes left to go in the first half. Ancelotti says something. Fede, Fede yeah. runs over and tells Kamavinga and Cruz to switch positions. And, I mean, I don't know for sure, but my assumption is it's because you needed someone to help yeah, cover yeah. for Fran Garcia, right? Yeah. Um. So again, another case for too many, but um, anything else? Not for me, I don't think. I think we covered pretty much every every angle about this. So I thought else? Rudiger was actually fine. I yeah, mean, I he doesn't come to mind when speaking about you know the worst performers. Sure. So yeah, that probably means. That he was at least decent, yeah. Did we miss any of the subs? I think we all we talked about all five. I think. Yeah, we we talked. Who about were them. they? Brahim, Brahim, uh, Chouameni, Nacho, Mendy. Mendy. Was there a fifth? There must have been a fifth one. Maybe not. I'm almost positive. Uh, why can't they find? Maybe not. It's there, man. Okay, thank you. Uh, no, I'm almost positive there was a fifth one. But it's not like there were many. I mean, apart from Ceballos, like who else was there? And uh, no, there was four. Yeah, only oh Jose Lu from Ah, Jose Lu from yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, right. Um, yeah, we talked about those. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else. I'm just gonna just do a quick look at the stats, but this was uh, not a fun one to. See. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. We've had some, um, you know, we've had our fair share of sitting through some magical nights. We've yeah, also yeah, yeah. had our fair share of painful nights. <laughs> this job is not that as glamorous as you might think because you get nights like this all the time. Uh, Cruz led us in shots with four. Rodrigo had four. We also had three key passes. These numbers don't mean much. I thought Fede was actually pretty good. I mean, <laughs> there were a few moments, like, at least I thought he fought well. Yeah, I got... it's hard to highlight a player Holy other than shit. Bellingham. Bellingham had seven dribbles. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to highlight a player other than Bellingham for me. Like, the only player I actually give a pass is Bellingham. I can also, like... Brahim, Kepa. Yeah, maybe Jose Lu. Kepa had a big save in the first right. half to keep it at 2-0. Right. Um, He's been fine for all the, the things we yelled at, you know, him for. Like, I don't... Just when we signed him, we yeah, were yeah, upset. Yeah. Like, what do you want? Like, we just lost people freaking Courtois for the season. Options are limited. Um, you know, but maybe Courtois makes one miracle save on one of those headers. Yeah, maybe. Destroy. I mean, I'm saying the obvious here, but we had momentum in the halftime. That second, that Morata goal just killed us. Like, that was hard to come back from. That was it, yeah. Yeah, because we had momentum. Like, after the cruise goal, we were putting them under pressure. They were making mistakes. You know, Atletico, we can... As much as they get in our heads, we also can psychologically, just with one moment, they start getting their heads too. And I thought we had that a little bit after the cruise goal, but all goes to waste. And from their point on, I was I was more worried. I was like, let's just get out of here without any injuries. <laughs> yeah. Because right. like there was some some bad challenges. Anything else? 
No, not for me, man. Just happy to see you after all, after this year. <laughs> That's a positive. Yeah, that's the only positive thing, yeah. Lucas and I had a tremendous one-on-one basketball game. <laughs> the results are on social media, uh, much to Lucas's uh, disapproval, but they're there. Uh, all right, man. That's it. Uh, just a note for our listeners, we'll be back. Are we do- I don't think we'll do El Dia Después tomorrow because we're traveling. Nah. Maybe this we'll- is El Dia Después anyway. Yeah, it's like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we're doing a show on Tuesday. Uh, we're doing a show. We'll do a live call on. Uh, there's a post game show on Wednesday that's only for patrons and YouTube members. So make sure you sign up for that if you want access to it. Uh, we'll be quite active there. Uh, link is in the show notes. Lucas, thanks, man. Thanks, bro. Pleasure. <laughs> All right. Sir. Take care, guys. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.